the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Lift Up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. We are here every weekday at this time to share the good news of Jesus and to lift up His name to this city. No matter if you are listening right now from your car or at home or in your place of work, we believe that today's sermon from Pastor Dudley will be a blessing to everyone. So if you can, get out your Bibles and let's join Pastor Dudley right now with his message. And in this document, it reads that all men are created equal, endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among them are life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness. They wrote those words and they signed their names. I don't know if you've ever read the Declaration of Independence, but down at the very last paragraph, right above their names is a, a, a phrase in the last paragraph where they make these vows. It actually says, we make these vows. And they make these vows to the supreme judge of the world. Now, who would the supreme judge of the world be? Well, that would be God. And in the last line, the last line of the Declaration of Independence, you might be able to see part of it on the screen. It says that for the support of this declaration with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence. Who's that? It's God. They then said, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Just the opposite of what politicians pledge today. Most of them were true to their vows. Five were captured and tortured by the British before they died. Twelve of them had their homes ransacked and burned to the ground. Two of them lost their sons in the American Revolution. Nine of them fought and died from wounds in the Revolutionary War. Many of them died bankrupt and in poverty. Now, secular education tries to rewrite the story. I will give it to you that some were a few. A few were agnostics. They act like All of them were agnostics. No, most of the founding fathers were men who believed in God and they believed in the Bible. John Quincy Adams. John Quincy Adams, the second president of the United States, said that from the time of the Declaration of Independence, the American people were bound by the laws of God and the laws of the gospel of Jesus Christ which they all acknowledge as the root of their conduct, we all came together to obey the Word of God. George Washington said these words, Reason and experience both forbid us to expect that national morality can exist apart from religious principle. 
Patrick Henry said it cannot be emphasized too strongly or too often that this great nation was founded not by religionists, but by Christians, not on religion, but on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Did you know that the framework of our nation's government was patterned after the Bible? Did you know that? First of all, our law, the laws of this land, the laws of the United States of America are based on the Ten Commandments found in Exodus chapter 20. In fact, even today, most laws today are still based on the laws of God found in the Word of God. They can all be traced back. Secondly, there are branches. We have three branches of government. The executive, the legislative, and the judicial. Do you know where that idea came from? came from the Bible. Specifically, this verse. I'll show it to you. Isaiah chapter 33, verse 22. That the Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. It is he who will save us. Those words were written almost 3,000 years ago. And when we established this country, we looked at that verse and we chose and, and, and thought through those different branches. You can write this down. Judge basically describes the judicial branch. Lawgiver explains the legislative branch. And of course, we don't have a king. We have a president. But king represents the executive branch. These men studied the Word of God. I will give it to you that I'll agree with you that we today are not a Christian nation. But we were founded on Christian principles. When the very first Continental Congress met, and they were debating about how the Declaration of Independence should be written, they came to a standstill. And it was Ben Franklin who said these words. He said, gentlemen, if it is true that not one single petal from any flower falls to the ground without escaping God's attention, and they all believed that that was true. He said, if that's true, will the distress of this nation go unheeded? Let us therefore determine to seek God's face. And after that, the 56 signers of the declaration went to their knees and began to pray to seek God's wisdom and to seek God's direction. Now, we have drifted a long ways. We have, we have drifted a long ways from being a nation whose leaders are sensitive and dependent upon God, where the leaders collectively get down on their knees and ask God for wisdom. We're no longer that. We have removed God from the public square. We have removed God from our schools, where the Bible used to be a textbook in the schools. We've decided that babies in the womb don't have the opportunity for right, the right for life and liberty. In fact, we've outlawed Bible reading and prayer, or really any mention of God in our schools. We in this country, we take things that are absolutely 100% evil, and we now promote that promote it as being good and then the things that are good which the bible christians people like you jesus well that's all considered to be bad in this country today i've got a photo of this girl this this was just recently uh just in the last few weeks this girl you know they make the kids wear a mask go to school 
So she, she had a mask that said, Jesus loves me. And they wouldn't let her go to school with that mask on because that mask was offensive. It was divisive. It was considered wrong. Now, Pride Month is perfectly acceptable and promoted and taught to children ad nauseum, but wearing a mask that simply says that Jesus loves me is unacceptable. That's the world we're living in today. And you can write this down because this is what our government needs to know and what our school boards need to know is that righteousness is what exalts a nation. Righteousness is what exalts a nation. Proverbs 14 verse 34 says righteousness exalts a nation but sin is a disgrace to any people. If we want to change the way America is headed, we as a nation must get on our knees and we must repent of our sins and turn to God and live righteous lives. James 5.16 says it's the prayer of a righteous man that is powerful and effective. We have, we have many sins. I, I, I say we have many sins as a nation. I talked about some of them last weekend. I, I, I hope you'll listen to that message. But pornography is a curse upon this nation. Abortion is a curse upon this nation. The breakdown of the family unit is another anchor around our necks. Confusing children. The things that children are taught today or not taught. I I mean to tell you that children should be taught about their Creator. They should be taught about the Word of God. They should be taught about the way God created them to be. Righteousness comes from Christ. We're not righteous because we decide we're going to go do a bunch of good things. We're made righteous by what Christ does in our life. You know, you come to church, it's why we come to church, to study the Word of God, to worship, to serve, to seek God's face, to turn from our sin, and to allow Christ to rule in our heart. True righteousness happens by surrendering your life to Jesus Christ. That little girl had it right. Jesus does love you. And Jesus died on a cross for you. And Jesus wants to come and rule and reign inside your life. He is our righteousness. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, God made him who had no sin, Jesus, to be sin for us. did that on the cross. So that in him we might become the righteousness of God. On my very, 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 very best day, I mean the day where I do everything right, all of those good deeds are nothing but filthy rags. And on my worst of days, if I am in Christ and Christ is in me, He makes me righteous. Romans 8 says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those of you that are in Christ Jesus. Think about that. All the sins that we ever commit, we should be condemned. 
But because of Jesus Christ, there is no condemnation. You talk about being free. I'm not talking about national liberty or personal liberties. I'm talking about you've been set free from your past. You've been set free from your sins. Verse 2, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do in that it was weakened by the sinful nature, God did by sending His Son in the likeness of a sinful man to be a sin offering. And so He condemned sin in sinful man in order that the righteous requirements of the law, which none of us can keep, might be fully met in us who do not live according to the sinful nature, but those who live according to the Spirit. Do not get all caught up in rules and regulations. The only thing that sets you free, it's not the government, it's not politics, there's no court, no legal system, it's not you attempting to do good works, But freedom comes when you completely walk in faith and in trust, trusting in Jesus as your Lord, as your Savior, as your Redeemer, and in His grace. But I want to talk about the benefits of freedom. The benefits of freedom. Oh, every person here, you're free. There are, there's no slave here. There's nobody living in slavery today. You have national freedoms. You have personal freedoms. You can get up from this, where, right now where you are, and you can go eat in any restaurant you want to go to. There's no one going to hold a gun to your head or keep you from saying what you want to say or doing what you want to say. You are all free people here today. If you're, a, if you're a Christian, if you're a Christian, you've actually been set free from your past and from your sins, all of your sins. And so you get to do whatever you want to do today. Anything you want to do today, you can do. Now, the question is, how are you going to use your freedoms? And you get to choose. You're either going to use those freedoms to honor Christ or you're going to use those freedoms to dishonor Christ. Galatians 3 or 5 tells us, You, my brothers, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the what? In the sinful name. We've got all kinds of people who say, uh, hey, hey, don't judge me. I'm a Christian. I, I go to church. I take communion. I love Jesus. Don't judge me. But what I, we have people who think, that because they're saved, they can commit any sin they want to commit, and it's okay because they're covered by the grace of God. And you are covered by the grace of God. But with that freedom, you should not be indulging in the sinful nature. Instead, you should serve one another in what? In love. This sounds just like the sermon I preached last weekend. Verse 14, the entire law is summed up in a single command to love your neighbor as yourself. Why, if you keep on biting and devouring each other, watch out, you will will be destroyed by each other. That's what's happening in America today. We've taken our freedoms 
And we're choosing to use those freedoms to devour one another. I read an article this week on the success, the success of social media. And the success of social media is due not so that we can keep up with each other and keep up with my friends or maybe sell a product, but the success of social media is built on hatred that Americans are spewing the divisiveness. We have removed God from everything. And so we have these, these national freedoms that we're simply using to say whatever we want and to bash whoever we want to bash. And we're devouring each other. And believers, Christian people, what we should be doing is taking advantage of those freedoms that we have that have been given to us from God and we should be loving our neighbor as ourselves, following the commands of God, honoring Christ in all that we do. Your life, your decisions, your goals, your words, your work, your purpose, your lifestyle, your post, your relationships, your home should have one driving inclination and desire, and that is to simply honor Christ in everything that you do. The year was 1863. It was right in the middle of the Civil War. And Abraham Lincoln, the 16th President of the United States, said these words, that the future of our national soul is at stake. Was he true when he said that? The future of our national soul is at stake in the middle of the Civil War. Was he correct? Oh, he was correct. And he dedicated April 30th, 1863, in this nation as a day of humiliation, a day of prayer, and a day of fasting. No modern politician would ever make that proclamation. And here's what he said. It is the duty of nations as well as of men who owe their dependence upon the overruling power of God to confess their sins and transgressions in humble sorrow, yet with assured hope that genuine repentance will lead to mercy and to pardon. And to recognize the sublime truth announced in the Holy Scriptures and proven by a history that those nations that are blessed whose God is the Lord. Then he said the awful calamity of the Civil War which now desolates this land may be but a punishment inflicted upon us for our presumptuous sins to the needful end of our national reformation as a whole people. Intoxicated with unbroken success we have become too self-sufficient to feel the necessity of redeeming and preserving grace too proud to pray to a god that made us we have grown in numbers and we have grown in wealth we have grown in power as no nation has ever grown but we have forgotten god I wonder what he would say 
about today's America. Today is a day to turn to God. It's a day to repent. It's a day to pray for our leaders. It's a day to pray for ourselves. It's a day to remember where our freedoms come from. It's a day for you to choose this day whom you will serve. Get off that couch. Get off that fence. Serve God. Honor Christ in everything you do. And write this down. We should be sharing Christ. We should be thankful for the freedoms that we hold dear. That we have the right and the ability, the freedom to share Jesus Christ. Amen? There is not... There has never been a much more needed time than right now with all the chaos in this country that is upside down for the church to rise and let your light shine. The world is lost. They're lost. They can't see their left hand from their right hand. They call good evil and they call evil good. This is the time for the church to say, we've got the answer for all that ails this nation. We have the answer that all that ails your home, your life, your heart, your soul, It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is the time more than ever before where this old world needs the church of Jesus Christ. There's a door over here to my left. If you're here today and you are buried in your sins, you've never never come to Jesus. And if you've never come to Jesus, you are living in condemnation. When I get finished praying, you just come up here and run through that door and say, hey, I'm here to be set free from my sins. And they'll pray with you. And if you need to be baptized, you'll be baptized today. Your sins can be washed away. And you can go home today knowing not only do you live in a free land, but you've been set free from every sin you've ever committed and set free from every sin you ever will commit. And then you can join us as a church to share The only solution, the only hope that this world has is the love of Jesus Christ. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. 
That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. We live in the most distracted culture in the history of the world. We see about 10,000 messages every day. We even touch our phones about 2,000 times a day. We're literally being overwhelmed with information. That's why there's no better time than right now for Dudley Rutherford's remarkable new book, One Thing, Rediscover a Simpler Faith in Our Complicated World. In this timely book, Pastor Dudley invites you to open your Bible and look closely at seven key passages of Scripture where you'll find the beautifully uncomplicated phrase, One Thing. These scriptures will quiet all the noise that you're hearing and call you back to a simpler faith. Dudley Rutherford has discovered the secret of how to focus our lives on the one thing that matters. What if you could find that simplicity? It's waiting out there, and this is your roadmap to freedom. Contact Lift Up Jesus today and get your copy of One Thing, the book that could finally change everything. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at this same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.